Are you mad because Adrian left you? She didn't leave, Paul. She died. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so, sometimes it's hard to breathe. You know, I feel like this beast inside me. It's okay, Rocco. Please, it's okay. Is it? Okay. It takes guts climbing back in that ring knowing you're going to take a beating. You're going to do all right, Rocco. How do you know that? The stuff in the basement. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're doing your job, but why you got to stop me from doing mine? Because if you're willing to go through all the battling you got to go through to get to where you want to get, who's got the right to stop you? I mean, maybe some of you guys got something you never finished, something you really want to do, something you never said to somebody, something. And you're told no, even after you pay your dues, who's got the right to tell you that? Who? Nobody. It's your right to listen to your gut. It ain't nobody's right to say no after you earn the right to be where you want to be and do what you want to do. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Welcome to Sleep Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magnusunas. How's everybody doing? And welcome back to the final Rocky movie. And of course, none other than the legend himself, America's co-host is with me, Mr. Jameson. How are you, sir? Here we go again, Mike. Here we go, picking right up after Rocky Five. Woo! I love it, man. I'm excited. This has been a lot of fun. It it has been. Doing these, I'm you know I'm sorry I missed the first two, um, but this has been a lot of fun. I, I do this probably once a year where I watch all the Rocky movies on my own. Right. So this has been this has been cool to be able to talk about all the things that I have going through my head when I watch them. You know, before, uh, Lethal Weapon would be the series that I'd probably always watch once a year, and Rocky will now be part of that, you know, once a year series, you know, review, or not review, but series rewatch. Right. Just, just like you, because, uh, you know, before Rocky series was just kind of like, yeah, that's not bad. Now it's like, wow, it's just, it's so good. And I like what you said in number four review where you said it's easy to pick on but if you really kind of break it down it's got a lot of heart to it and it's great storytelling and just overall it's just a fantastic series and i'm very excited to talk this movie because uh, as i mentioned before this this will actually be my second time i've seen rocky balboa so i can't wait to talk about it man yeah me too man but uh you know for those of you who Maybe thought things got a little heated on the last episode. You know, we were kind of joking a little bit before we started that it's like I feel kind of bad because we always have so much fun. But you're like, ah, oh, it's cool, man. We got to disagree sometimes, you know. And uh, it, it's cool, man. I, I had fun, and uh, I definitely saw your points, uh, which it definitely helped. You know, I mean, it dropped my score. 
So you that have, was my whole point. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you probably thought I was coming in with a five, and I mean, there was no I, way. I was I, thinking I was I was afraid it was going to be in the four range. There was going to be a four in front of it. Yeah, that was scaring me. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I I had a four because, like I told you, that that Adrian scene alone was was two full stars for me, and everything else builds on that. Versus you, everything tears down. Uh, you know, going so you know, and it's kind of like how it is. You go into a movie. You start off with five, and it just your score slowly drops, right? So, yep. you know, it shouldn't be where you got to work up to it. It's kind of like you start at five, and let's see how fast you crash. You know, that's yeah, and that's well, and especially if if it's you know, it, it's different when I'm watching just a standalone movie. When you're watching a movie that's this deep into a franchise you love, you know, you come off of Rocky Four. It's like, all right. That's a five. So I'm starting you at five. Yeah, just like fast six. Earn it. I'm going, you know, I, I'm going I, I in. Earn it. Yeah, I'm going into fast six. Five stars. What are you going to do to screw it up? You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I mean, there, the thing with five stars is people sometimes get a little crazy on it. It's like, oh, that means it's the, a perfect movie. It's like there's no personal score. Yeah, there's no movie on the face of the planet that is perfect. I mean, when we get to Karate Kid... I got over 14 goofs that I'm going to point out, but it's mm-hmm. still my favorite movie of all time that I've seen the most of any movie in the in history of film because I love it so much. You know, five stars just can be on pure fun factor. You know, it's just people need to chill out more, I think. I agree. So Chill out, people. Yeah, chill out. Read a dictionary. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was funny. Man, when I was editing three and four, especially four, I was cracking up so bad, man. It, it was so good. Some of the stuff that you said had me had me rolling, man. It was good. Oh, it was it was the A game. It was all good. <laughs> so uh, you want to roll into some quick? Uh, I don't got music news, but I got some quick uh, movie news. You want to roll into that real quick, sir? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. announces a new Star Wars animated series, which is kind of interesting because a lot of people were pissed off that they canceled Clone Wars, but they're coming out with Star Wars Rebels, which is supposed to premiere in the fall of 2014. 
not sure how I feel about this, man. Since you're the resident Star Wars, you know, fanatic, if you will, uh, what you got any feelings on this situation? Yeah, I got a. Well, yeah, um, it's kind of interesting because you know they had also announced, rumored, announced that there would be a live-action Star Wars show coming out, and that was talked about several years ago, and people have been waiting and waiting and waiting, and uh, the success of the Clone Wars kind of put that off. Now that Disney owns Star Wars. Um, this is going to be one of our first things, kind of seeing which direction they're going with this. Um, they another interesting thing I, I read was that they also canceled all production on all Star Wars video games now. Huh? There's been a couple of them that they've actually had you know trailers out for um, that were deep into production, and Disney has canceled all production on all Star Wars games. Um, you know the ones that people love. No, we're starting from scratch with our people, our ideas. I really? kind of like that. I kind of like that. There's a there's some uproar in the Star Wars community about that. Okay. But I kind of like that. It, for better or worse, Disney's going to put their stamp on this Star Wars product. They paid for it. It's theirs. They're going to put their stamp on it, and we're going to see real quickly what they're planning on doing with Star Wars. I don't think there's going to be a lot of gray area about, well, I don't know if I like it or not. I think you're going to see the the new video games, the, the new cartoon coming out, and, you know, eventually the movie. And uh, I like that they're being very... It makes me think that they have a direction, that they're not trying to play, oh, well, let's kind of blend some of the old stuff from the previous regime and with some of our stuff. And I think they have their direction that they want. Right, and they're going for it, and so I like that. So I'm, I'm excited. This new, this new series could be cool. I hope so. Yeah, I didn't. As far as the video games, I thought that they had, uh, like, bought a company that was having exclusive. Uh, you know, they've, the- yeah, they've decided that they're going with their company, and so they've stopped all the other previous work, and we're going to do things a new way now, is what they're saying. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm definitely, in regards to this whole Star Wars situation, I'm very uh, optimistic, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, whatever happens, happens, and nothing I complain about is going to fix anything. I just kind of got to see how it goes. I may not like it, but I have no control. So I just need to sit back and see what's delivered and kind of take it from there. It's kind of how, you know, kind of how I'm feeling on that. So Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, uh, which I just kind of found out today uh, over at uh, Flix Podcast, they were talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, we kind of talked in the last episode how Jason's got a new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which is pretty cool. But I didn't know that Agent Coulson thing is going to be played out through the season. You know, like, how is he back? I like the, hmm. that they are not going to uh, just tell you, you know, the first episode. It's going to be teased throughout the throughout the season you know and as we know Whedon isn't a lazy writer so he'll have something right. creative but I like that when I heard that today I thought that was pretty cool I think that's a good way to go it definitely keeps things interested you don't get your answer right away so you don't check in to the next episode it kind of leaves you you know I, I like it when shows do that they they kind of reel you in with something and, and keep your suspense going you know yeah that's kind of yeah, cool I agree. so and uh, the last bit of news I have is uh, I guess Dan Aykroyd was recently on Larry King and, and started talking about Ghostbusters 3 and I guess he's supposed Good. to have a role in it and all this talk about Bill Murray and 
I'm getting to the point with Ghostbusters 3 that I just don't care anymore. No, I never want to see it. I did for a long time. It, that time has passed, man. And Ackroyd seems to be the lone driving force of Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. I think he sees it as his way of kind of reclaiming past glory in Hollywood. And yeah. I don't know if he sees it as a, like he has a final thing that he needs to say or if he like, oh, this, you know, the glory days. But nobody else is really interested in it, specifically Bill Murray. Right. As, I don't know how many times he can come out and say, not doing it. I want to do it. And I think, like it or not, you have to have Venkman at, in some sort of capacity, whether it's a cameo, something to legitimize the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. You know, I know you aren't necessarily a gamer per se like I am, you know, me and my no, wife. No, but I do have that game. You I do, like that game. You do have Ghostbusters the oh, game, yeah. right? And I think that story is, uh, that's Ghostbusters 3 for me. That, it is. That story was great. You got everybody back in that game except for Rick Moranis because he was retired at yeah, that he's point. Not but it was great. You you pulled in both movies together. It was cool being the fourth Ghostbuster, and you got the Zool and, and Vigo back. I mean, you had like the Vigo painting just chilling out in the in the um, in the station and stuff. But I thought that was a phenomenal game. The graphics were stunning. The voice the voice work was great. The faces look great. I mean, it was like watching a movie. It's like yeah. watching Ghostbusters three. So for me, Ghostbusters the game is Ghostbusters three. I'm done, man. I don't I don't need this movie because they did well enough with that game because they set it two years after part two, yeah. and and you got to have the young faces and all that stuff. So for me, uh, if you are not a gamer out there, I recommend that you look up the storyline to this and read it, and you'll see how that should be Ghostbusters three if that was a movie. But you can't pull yeah, that. I don't up. need to see a bunch of very old, bloated Ghostbusters out there in their jumpsuits. You know, I just I don't I don't need to see that. Yeah. Let it go, man. I hear you, man. I'm well and done with Ghostbusters, so good times. All right, man. Uh, I kind of used up all my movie news on Rocky Five, and uh, you know, since. We we kind of want to get rolling on this. Are you are you ready to rock and roll and, and move into some uh, you know move into some Rocky Balboa? Let's get right into it. All right, let's do it. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Who was the greatest? Who was the best of all time? If two athletes from different eras could actually compete against one another, who would come out on top? In one corner, the reigning champion at Mason the Line Dixon. He'll be pitted against the former two-time heavyweight champion, Rocky Balboa. Computer says Rocky Balboa would be triumphant. I think well, there's still some stuff in the basement. What basement? In here. I think I want to, like, fight. You know, nothing big, small stuff, like locally. What are you trying to prove, Pop? I thought you might want to get involved. Don't you think you're too, you know, old? I think your brain's losing altitude. <laughs> you heard Rocky Balboa applied for a license. You want me to fight a guy that I can beat with both hands tied behind my back? That computer fight got a lot of people curious. Yeah, but I ain't interested in getting, like, mangled and embarrassed. People are going to think you're going crazy. What's crazy about standing toe-to-toe -to -toe saying, I am? If this is something that you got to do, then you do it fighters fight to beat this guy you need speed 
you don't have it. You've got calcium deposits on most of your joints, so sparring is out. I had that problem. So what we'll be calling on is blunt force trauma. Heavy-duty punches that will rattle his ancestors. Yeah. Let's start building some hurting bombs. Yeah! Yeah! We playing with you! Hockey, the press has labeled you a Balboasaurus. <laughs> How do you feel about that? It's a fight, it's a fight. Head buzzer, head buzzer. We gon' hit him with the left. Larry, why is this billed as an exhibition? So they wouldn't have to call it an execution. It's a fight, head buzzer, head buzzer. It's a fight. It takes guts climbing back in that ring knowing you're gonna take a beating. You tell them over till it's over. Where's that from? The 80s? That's probably in the 70s. All right, Sir Rocky Balboa. We are finally here, man. We are at the end of the Rocky series, man. And uh, I know we're going to kind of talk overall when we get to the end of this episode. At least I, I definitely want to is talk about the series as a whole. You know, kind of like how one, two, three, four, five, and 6 all fit into place. But, you know, before we get into this, I just wanted to say, you know, I kind of touched base on it in the last episode that this was a movie I did not want to see. Uh, I really, when I heard it was coming out, I was like, uh, another Rocky film. Are you crazy? Because I understood the hate of Rocky five and everything, but I got to say this. I think the Lord, this movie was made because this was a fantastic ending to a series. And I pray to God, he never makes another one. Oh, he's never making another one. There's uh, he's talking about it, dude. He's not making another one. I hope not, man. I'm I'm very confident in it. I mean, the only reason he made this one, and he's come out and said it, it, it many times, the only reason he made this one was because he was so unhappy with how Rocky V turned out. He's like, I can't let it end like that. Right. I have to at least make another one. And it took him a while to get anyone in Hollywood to get behind it because, A, Rocky V lost money. It's You're so old. Nobody wants to see elderly Rocky. And it took him so long to finally get the backing to get this going. But he'd been wanting to do it for since Rocky V came out, basically. Right. Like, oh, I got to fix that. Well. I, I think he's, I really hope, you know, I've seen little documentaries or whatever with him on the DVD. Right. Rocky Balboa, where he talks about, you know, oh, this is the end of it. I love it. You know, this is great. So I hope he sticks to that. I hope so, too. Um, basically, real quick, uh, for those of you who just may not have watched it. Rocky Balboa, he's long time retired. He's remembered as, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time. And uh, he's still back in the skids of Philadelphia. But this time, uh, he's running a restaurant called Adrian's because, unfortunately, Adrian has died in this film. She dies. Well, she I dies like how it opens with that. Of, uh, of him sitting at Adrian's grave. Yeah. Um, man, let, let me just say this. You know, originally in the script... Adrian was supposed to be alive, but yeah. you know they they contact you know he contacted her and just felt that the film would lack the necessary emotional impact it needed, and uh, she agreed that you know she was best left out of the film. She's kind of more of a you know not necessarily supernatural, but she's just you know she's definitely a presence on film. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna throw this out there. Emotionally wise, this is my favorite of the series. Yeah. Hands yeah. hands down, this is my favorite Rocky of the whole entire series. Rocky Four is the most fun, most epic Hollywood movie, 
But emotional-wise, the one that hits me in my gut and just emotionally pulls me in, this by far is the best of the series for me, hands down. I agree. I, I love – well, get more into it later, but I love that this film comes full circle to the original. In many, many ways. Yeah, and I love that because that's how it should end. It should you, – you should bring it – the resolution come full circle – it makes it feel complete. It, it it closes all the doors that it needs to, you know, and it, it just, it makes you feel good about it. There's, it's a slower movie. There's not the action that was in any of the other ones. Exactly. Um, it's very reminiscent of the first one in that way, where it is, uh, you know, a deliberate pace and it works so well. He, here's the thing. This movie has, if not, it could possibly have a slower pace than the first movie. Cause you know, I talked about how as a kid, that movie bored me to tears. Yeah. And in a way I feel that this movie is actually slower than the first movie, but every scene works so great for me. Um, you know, starting off with the beginning of the movie, we have the classic intro. We get the good song back. The one that I've been missing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the good old Rocky theme. And it's like right off the bat, I know, okay, I'm watching a Rocky film. You know, I, I granted I know five did the, you know, it had the really cool graphics in the beginning, but there was just something about the way that this did because it was just it had like the the first movie feel. The way that the lettering looked and the coloring yep. and, and the way Bill Conti, of course he's back, but this time it's written and directed by Stallone this time. Thank yeah. God. He took full control over this. Yeah, one hundred percent control. And, well, and this is the this is the only sequel that doesn't have a recap of the previous movie. It doesn't pick up at the end of the previous movie. Exactly. Uh, in fact, this movie takes place. Uh, let's see. She died of cancer in 2002. This movie yep. came out in uh, 2006. 2006. So I mean, we're dealing with a long time since number five, and I really, you know, as I said, this is the Rocky and Adrian story, but. What I love here is that Adrian is still, as he says to little Marie, is that, you know, she may be dead, but she's not gone. You know, it's just like from the beginning, he's at the gravesite and he puts the chair up in the up in the tree. You know that he's there every single day. Exactly. That's that's what you get. That sets up that for you without having to, you know, put the words on the screen. Rocky is there every day. You know, you don't need that exposition. It's just if you have a brain, you can figure it out. That he's there every single day, you know. Immediately, it's like, whew, that's you know. I mean, that one scene alone is better than everything in Rocky Five. You know, it's like, no. it's awesome. And then you get Polly, who is just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I he's kind of a he's kind of like Rocky from Rocky Five, Polly, but I don't know. He he has a lot of guilt issues. Yeah, big in time the, in big this time. film because you know, as you'll learn, Rocky he. Re- he basically replays everywhere he went with her the first night he met her. And just that's his way of just uh, living those memories. And he's like, I was terrible to her. I can't do this anymore. And because, you know, he's real frustrated with Rocky. And you don't, you know, Rocky just kind of ignores all the negative comments that Polly says. But it's not until about, you know, 20 minutes in where he finally comes out and says, I was terrible to her. You know, I can't handle all this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Paulie's looking back, you know, kind of being forced to look back as he takes Rock around to all the all the places from when the when Rocky and uh, Adrian met, you know, and he's kind of forced to to face the past and 
you know, and, and realizes, you know, and, and he's, he's an older guy. Like he says, you know, they both say you stay in a place long enough, you become the place. Exactly. I mean, and, and Paulie has kind of accepted that now, you know, he's, he's in the meat plant. He's got his gig. He, he's got it pretty easy in the, in the meat packing plant. He's painting his pictures and just kind of, kind of passing the days by, you know? Right. He's become the place. And uh, it's hard to be faced with, you know, what he was as, as a younger man and what he did, what he didn't do. Right. Uh, I like the callback. You know, you see Cuff and Link, you know, from the first movie. Uh, I mean, you immediately know because the light hits and you see Adrian's picture and then you see Rocky get out of bed and it's just him. You immediately know, you know, before even the gravesite is just that it's Rocky Rocky's alone, you know, and then you get the gravesite scene where he gets the chair there and you know that he's been there every day. And uh, I mean, it sets a tone immediately with this film, the kind of Rocky that you're going to be dealing with. And uh, the one thing is fans love this movie, which is really cool because as slow paced as it is and with very little, you know, boxing in it, this film is really beloved by fans and critics and really praised Stallone for closing this movie out the way it should have been closed and uh i i love how much love this movie gets yeah you know uh bill conti of course has his touch on here and i think his music is super solid uh excellent the way he does his arrangement here and uh you know i i like you know we get robert we finally get to call him robert instead of kid yeah well and you I was going to say that in the last episode that you find out that that's Rocky's name. I forgot to mention that in the in the Rocky 5 episode is that's when you first find out that Rocky's real name is Robert. Really? Yeah, you, you can catch that when George Washington Duke here we go. When George Washington Duke gets out of the car, he uh the first time he he meets me he says Robert Rocky Balboa. Huh. Yeah, well, well watch it again. I, missed I forgot it. to mention that, but yeah, that was in my notes and I skipped it. Yeah, that's the first time you find out that Rocky's name is Robert because this is Rocky Jr. He's Robert Jr. Right, right. Got it. So we had conflict with these two uh, in the last movie, but this is a different kind of conflict. This is like an adult, uh, you know, dealing with the shadow of your parent kind of right. thing. He you doesn't know? want to live in his dad's shadow anymore. He wants to build a life for himself. Um, so overall, let's talk about Rocky's son. Uh, you know, Milo, uh, Venomagilla, I think it is, you know, I've seen this, I think he was in heroes if I remember right. Okay. Um, overall, and I think he was actually in, uh, Wes Craven's curse, that werewolf movie that has Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg in it. He was a gay, Uh he was a gay guy, but he was really good in that movie. But I think he's, I think he works, man. He, he's really good. You know, the first half of the film of just kind of being nasty to his dad. And then, I mean, he redeems himself when you get to the end where everybody thinks you're a joke, including myself. And now nobody's laughing. You know, I mean, I thought that was I thought he did a, a fantastic job. Yeah, I uh, thought it was really well done. Where You know, they he doesn't he doesn't want to be compared to his dad, even with his friends, his coworkers, they're hanging out. And anytime his dad is brought up when the simulated fight with Rocky is on the TV and everyone's watching, everyone's like, oh, it's Rocky's kid sitting right here. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tired of being known as Rocky's kid. You know, I'm my own man. And a lot of people, you know, face that. And he's my own man. I'm tired of dealing with it. And so there is a lot of tension between him and Rocky. Right. Um, And it's really well done. What do you think of that uh, simulated fight? I mean, was that not cool looking or what? 
That was very cool. I love those, man. I, they they do those a lot on ESPN too. That's not just for this movie. I mean, they did do. I remember seeing the Rocky Marciano versus Muhammad Ali one that kind of um, set this off. And they do that with like Super Bowl champions, where they have you know the '60s Packers play the '90s Cowboys and simulate this game. <laughs> it's cool. I like when they do that. ESPN does that a lot. That's um, awesome. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. You know, and and an interesting way to to introduce you know your your conflict uh, of what's going to happen in the second half. Yeah. And I like the fact that uh, Rocky has a business, you know, it, it proves that, you know, restaurants are, if not one of the most uh, financial, financially unstable businesses to have, it's basically, if you don't do good the first year, I mean, you're not going to make it. So when you know that he has a restaurant, you know that he's been doing really good. I mean, of course his name helps, but I like the fact he has a restaurant, you know, named it after Adrian, but yeah. In a in a restaurant business, it's respectable. Uh, everybody digs it, and it it proves to you that yeah, he's not rich like he was in Rocky Four, but he's financially stable because he has a very successful restaurant, and and that's one of those uh, make it or break it businesses, you know. I I love everything about this restaurant and about having him in it. It's perfect, and it is something. It's an homage that, that Stallone did to previous fighters. Um, you know, Jack Dempsey, I mean, he's wearing a Dempsey T-shirt in the movie it's, at one point it, 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 because he did that. He had his he had his little supper club and he would go around and, and tell old war stories to the diners. And I love that Rocky going around from table to table, just like, hey, you want to hear a story? Let me tell yeah. you about this. Let me tell you about when I fought Creed, you know, and he goes around and just tells these old war stories. And it's great. I love I love that you see in the back of the restaurant, there's the painting from the end of Rocky three of him and Apollo hanging there. I love that touch. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, and like you say, the fact that it's named Adrian's, it couldn't be named anything else. It wouldn't, it would be different if it was named, you know, Rocky's or the champs. Exactly. The fact that it's named Adrian's is just perfect. I love it. And what I really dig is the fact of they show you the neighborhood is still down the drain, but the restaurant itself looks like a high class, like yeah, it's a nice supper club. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like an invite only kind of restaurant. The way it looks, the way it's set up, the way he's dressed, the the, the people that are dressed there are so well dressed and stuff, and it just shows you the amount of. Uh, respect level that that restaurant has you know it seems you know rocky seems happy he seems content with his life yeah you know he seems you you know that he's that he you know that he's hurting for adrian you know you you know that you see that already but then you see that you know what he's he's getting on with his life obviously and he seems happy kind of just being rocky being the guy everybody the neighborhood guy that did good and now he's back and he's and he's he's throughout the film. He's trying to help people out all the time. Yeah. He's trying to give back to the community. You know, it's it's cool. It's cool to see. It's a cool callback to have Spider Rico, the very guy <laughs> that he fights in the first movie. Yep, who, his uh, first fight. Who's, I guess, a preacher now because uh, he's love- working, kind of hanging out. At the, at the restaurant all the time. I love the joke about Jesus told me to do to do the dishes, and he's like, "I'm glad Jesus didn't tell you to cook." You know, I I love that joke. I thought that was priceless. I love the scene where where uh, where Paulie's in the restaurant, and he's and uh, Spider Rico comes walking by, and it looks at him, and Paulie looks and goes, "Didn't you knock that bum out once?" <laughs> <laughs> I know that's great, man. And uh, you know, Paulie 
he's not a drinker. You know, you can clearly tell that he's he's very happy where he is. And I almost thought he wasn't in the meat place because it almost looked like a different. It it almost like he was kind of in his own, like a kind of a sub level almost. It I, I didn't see any meat anywhere, so I was like, oh, is he a painter now? And then I realized no, he's just kind of in his own zone. And then he gets laid off, and then he becomes a drinker again. You know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Polly doesn't have full circle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they kind of. It seems like uh, he is a way where he says, "Rocco, you know, get get the get everything get out the of the beast basement. Out. Get the beast out of the basement because I love you." You know, he never would have said that even in Rocky uh, in Rocky three or no Rocky four when he said, "If I want to unzip myself, I want to be you." I mean, he still couldn't say I love you to him. But in this movie, he, you know, knowing the fact of that's all he has now, he doesn't have his sister and he only has his brother, you know, and it was, it was cool. I love the fact that he's just like that thing in the basement. He kind of makes fun of him for when Rocky's like, you know, I got something inside that I got to let out. I got that beast inside the, you know, the basement. And I love how he uses that later to say, you better let it all out. This needs to be the last one because I can't go through any more of these fights with you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like that. Like I said, I hope he never makes another one because it would ruin this movie for me. This is like the perfect swan song. You know, this, yeah. don't mess with this film, man. That's all I'm saying. It's the long. I agree. I, I agree. know you're not. I know you're not listening, but you made is. You, this is perfect. Don't don't. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And if Rocky Five was broke, I can admit to that. That that would be a terror. You know, I mean, it was the ending to the series, but this totally gave your credit back to the Rocky franchise. You know. Now, one thing that I love about this movie too is they introduce or reintroduce a character with Little Marie. Yeah. From the first movie, not the same actress. And that caused that caused a lawsuit. Yeah, she was in five, and then she got cut, and then she was in one scene in Rocky Five at the, at the fight. But unless yeah. she, unless you were looking for, that's it. So they they have a new actress playing Little Marie, but they bring her back, and I love how they if if you don't remember her, how you know all of a sudden Rocky's looking at her going, "Don't I know you?" You know, and, and, and she, she tells him, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, you said screw you, creepo. And she's like, I didn't say that. He's like, oh, no, a uh, great insult. You never forget. Yeah, great insults last a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I it. I love that. I love that. So you're like, even if you don't remember her, because she was a, you know, a real small, quick character, you're like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Well, you know? I remember because I just saw her a few weeks ago. So right, exactly. I, but if you hadn't seen her in 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. And what I love is, is right off the bat, they kill the whole she's a replacement to Adrian, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. not want a romance story at all. Yeah, because that was my worry when I first saw this. I was like, no, don't be a romance story. But I like that. It's like, hey, yo, I'm, uh, you know, she may be dead, but, you know, I'm just here to help you. Because at first I didn't understand where he was coming from. You know, yeah. it's like, was this romantic? But it was just he's lonely. He needs a friend, exactly. you know, and because he says that later, he goes, you know, can't, you know, he tries to make friends with her son. You know, he, he's lonely. He just wants to have friends. And why not do that with people that aren't coming up to your face like that girl and, you know, giving you crap, you know? So I totally love this whole thing, even though, uh, she gives him a kiss at the end of the film. I, I think that was platonic. It's an innocent, you know, it's an innocent kiss. Yeah. Like, you know what? Go out there and do it. You know, thank, I mean, thank you for everything you've done for me. 
you know. Yeah. I mean, she has to have, you know, even if he didn't necessarily remember her, you know, I mean, obviously he's, he's seen her once, but I'm sure to her, you know, he is the local legend. So I'm sure to her as a little girl, you know, and she, as she's growing up, she's going, I remember that guy. Yeah. I, I, I hung out with that guy one time, you know, as, as you see Rocky becoming the champ, you know, and then. I'm sure that she's following him where, you know, he isn't following her throughout all these years. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, I've been through some stuff with you. You know, you don't know me, but I've been through some stuff with you, you know? Yeah, I love that that rude girl that will eventually, at the bar, bar when when he's actually fighting at the end, will just kind of be like, shut up. You know, she kind of sticks up for Rocky. And then when he, you know, at the end of it, she could really care less. But that was kind of cool. And I love how they're just smack talking Rocky and he gets out of the van and he's like, you got something to say. And I love that. That was excellent. You know, I agree, man. That, that was some good stuff. And, and I love when he meets steps for the first time and, and she's like, no, it's the other one. And he's like, <laughs> oh, he's from his father was Jamaican. Oh, those Europeans. You know? <laughs> European. <laughs> I, oh, lo- European. <laughs> I love that line. That was great. That's good. I love too. I, I love when, when the two of them are just walking around the neighborhood and, reminiscing right and uh, i love when they go by where where rocky fought you know as he was coming up and i i just love he's like yeah they used to call that place the bucket of blood i took some massive beatings there <laughs> good times it was fun great memories yeah <laughs> i took some massive beatings there it was fun yeah that was awesome and then uh we you know we we kind of get introduced to mason dixon earlier in the film but we really get it when we get the simulation and you know and you have the announcers that are doing the trash talking and stuff so let's talk about mason dixon um he's obviously not the best uh villain of uh you know the rocky series that definitely goes to lundgren but this guy works for the story that they're trying to tell he's the perfect balance of he's a gray area guy he's not good he's not bad He's just gray. You know, that's kind of how I feel with Mason. You know, I, I really think they did a good job with this type of character. See, for me, I think I think that I think that Tarver obviously is not a good actor. Obviously. He's very stiff and wooden in how he talks and says the lines. Um and as a quote unquote villain, you know, I agree Mason Dixon is is pretty weak. Um, but I don't think this this film is not about the villain, though. This film is about Rocky versus Father Time. This film is about Rocky versus his past, about what he has inside him. It really doesn't matter who the opponent is. Exactly. You know, they 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 build him up through the announcers on ESPN, and they build him up through the reporters at the press conference and through his agents. He doesn't have a whole lot to say about it. So that's how they build up who this guy is. Who's Mason Dixon? Oh, he's the undefeated champ. Oh, he's so great. Whatever. It doesn't really matter who he is, though, because that's not what the movie's about. This right. is the old first movie where it's not about, oh, Rocky's got to overcome this guy. Rocky's got to find a way to beat this guy. It, Rocky's got to find a way to overcome Father Time. Exactly. You know, and that's what I like about it, because you could get away with having a pretty weak actor and a pretty weak villain in this movie that way. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, uh, you're right. You really don't see this guy very much. I mean, like the little scenes where he's talking to that Marv Mason guy last for like a minute, two minutes, and then you don't see him again for another 30 minutes, you know, and uh, we'll get to the training montage in a little bit, but there's very little of him during the training montage showing his side of training. But uh, I, I, like I said, I mean, he definitely is a terrible actor, but he gets the job done of being the current undisputed champion that nobody likes because because yeah. he's basically he hasn't really earned anything you know he hasn't earned that respect yeah he hasn't beaten anybody you know they're all bums if you yep. will you know in rocky talk so uh but i like this the simulation let's let's be honest rocky really any other day had he not seen that simulation he'd be just happy as he is at the restaurant yeah he's, right. he'd be lonely but it's not really until he sees that and he sees that he could win that maybe i have something left inside and i love when he breaks down and starts crying in front of paulie just about you know the beast inside mm-hmm. that, that was that was a really good scene man i really really enjoy that scene man that was awesome i agree man um so do you like the I mean, we don't get Bubkiss because Bubkiss was his real dog, which I didn't know yeah. until I watched some interviews after yeah. after I did Rocky. But this dog that they get, you know, he's in two scenes, the scene with Steps, and then you see him at the back of the bar. And, of course, he does run with them at, yeah. later on. But, you know, I, I like this because the dog is supposed to represent Rocky when he's just yeah. like, yeah, he's just an old, he's just playing dead, but he has, you know, give him enough love and friendship. He'll come back. You know? So what do you name him? Name him Punchy. Yeah. Yeah, I like Punchy. It's a good name. Yeah. And I like the relationship between him and Steps. You know, it's yeah. like it doesn't go overboard. It's the perfect amount of screen time. Uh, the guy does a good job. He's not good. He's not bad. He's just he's serviceable. Yeah, serviceable. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, you know, it's uh, definitely Marie does a really good job. I really like this actress. I thought she yeah, did she really, really good. good. And uh, they I, I really enjoy her, you know, she obviously doesn't take handouts, she's been a single mom for a very long time, and Rocky wants a friend, and the way to do that is to help her, and she doesn't want to take, and I, I like how the relation, their friendship builds, you know, not relationship, but friendship, you know, and uh, it was cool, because it, it, in a way, she was a little, just a reminder of, uh, of Adrian in some aspects, but as he said, it's definitely, I mean, he lives on every day. With Adrian on his mind, twenty four seven, you know. So what? What I really liked about the Lil Marie character was, um, you and I both agree that with the Rocky movies, that you know, a lot of people just love them for the fights. And I think you and I both agree that what we love about them more than anything is the quiet moments. Yeah. In the movies, right? Right. And this movie is full of quiet moments. Full. And the the quiet moments between Rocky and Marie are really great, especially for a character that you aren't, you, you, you know, you don't have anything to, to draw on. Like, you know, when, with, like between him and Pauly, you don't have a pantheon of stuff from five movies to draw on an emotion. And the quiet moments between them really draw me in. I want more of them, you know, as they're just, like I say, as they're walking around the streets, as they're just standing out and he's replacing her light bulb and they're just talking and it's just them talking about nothing sometimes, you know, and you can tell that Rocky is lonely and he just, yeah, I'll, whatever you want to talk about, come, just come to my restaurant. Just, just come down, you know, whatever. Those are the moments I love in the movies. And this is full of them. I think that's what makes this movie so great. Yeah, I agree. As you said, 
it's full on quiet moments. And that's what I was kind of referring to earlier when I said that this almost feels slower paced than even the first movie was because it, it takes its sweet time in telling you the story that it needs to tell you. Yeah. And, uh, it does a fantastic job. Yeah. So good, man. And then, uh, let's see the statue's gone. They talk about that. Uh, yeah. Kind of, uh, mirroring real life. Yeah. You know, Rocco, are, are you mad that they took your statue down? No. Well, yeah, you know, it's, that's probably a real emotion and how he felt about yeah, the as they keep taking it and moving it and putting it in different places. Yeah. You know, and I love Polly. He's all about, you know, advertisement. He's like, yo Rocco, you know, we can make some bucks off of this advertisement. You know, at least that part of his character never died, you know, cause he tries cheer up Rocco. It's free advertisement when they were talking about the, you know, um, the fighting, the, the, the simulator yep. fighting, how he's like, yeah, it's free advertisement advertisement and then later on when he decides he wants to fight say hey Rocco you know I can make some bucks off this and Rocco's like sure and he's just like got a big smile on his face he's like yes he's gonna let me do it again you know even though last (laughs) time I put a meat uh, sign on the back of his robe you know he trusts me again to do it so that was really cool I love that it was awesome yeah it's not like this guy hasn't you know bankrupted me before whatever you want to do (laughs) Paulie right now okay so when Rocky goes to and I think this is the second best scene in the film. He goes to get his license and he's talking in front of those oh, guys. Yeah, great, 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 great scene. speech. Um, the guy who's talking to him, who has like the white hair, he was the guy in Rocky Five who was explaining that Polly took all the money and you know Rocky do a couple more fights. So is this guy supposed to be playing a different character? Or... I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure because wasn't he? It a just seemed really strange that he would be the head of the licensing board. And Rocky's financial guy. Yeah, you know that's weird. I think that it was. I he must be friends with Stallone in real life. You're like, ah, I'll get your role. Okay. You know. But yeah, yep. that scene, man, it's so good, man. You know, because they reject him. They say, yeah, you passed. You know, because the thing is, is you know, in the previous movie, obviously, you know, the the brain trauma, he got his license pulled. He can't fight. Right. So this movie, how are you going to get him in the ring? Well, we'll just say, you know, yeah, oh, you passed all the tests. It's been so long. You passed all the tests. But you know what? We're still not going to license you. We don't think, you you know, we should license a guy your age. And Rocky walks out and turns around and walks back in and says, you know, you know, and just, you know, don't I have some rights? Don't I got a right to follow a dream? And that whole speech about following his dream and, you know, something burning inside you that you didn't finish. Right is so great and that's this film that he's talking about exactly you know exactly and he does uh, you had to watch you had to i guess listen or or watch the interview but he talks about that he's like uh you know when rocky was diagnosed with brain damage it must be noted that many athletes have a form of brain damage including football soccer and other individuals in contact sports uh rocky never went for a second opinion and yielded to his wife's wishes to stop so with the uh advent of new research techniques into brain damage rocky was found to be normal among fighters and he was suffering the results of a severe concussion by today's standards rocky balboa would be given a clean bill of health for fighters so that's how he cleared up that air uh which i totally agree with 100 percent because technology and testing has come leaps and bounds of what it was back then so totally agree so yeah that that's the second best scene of the film for me is that court is that you know license scene that was phenomenal good stuff yep again that's what i'm talking about acting chops 
Schwarzenegger can never pull off a scene like oh, that. Oh, no. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. You know? That would have been butchered. You know, and I have to admit, I've never, you know, this series really told me how good of an actor he is and how I kind of dogged him for many years. Where I was like, oh, I think Stallone is like my third favorite. It's definitely Schwarzenegger number one, and number two has got to be, I can't even remember who I put number two. And I always thought that, I always associated him with the, a dumb, like Rocky. I thought he was yeah. just dumb, you know? Right. And, and like, most people did. Like, he doesn't know how to talk, you know? But it's not like when I would watch the Comic-Con panels of the Expendables and the way he would talk and the way he would phrase things, I'm like, man, this guy's really smart. This guy's got his act together, you know? And then you, when you go back and I'm like, Demolition Man, how could I not remember how awesome that movie was? It was super fun, you know? And a Tango and Cash, super fun times for me. And oh, then, yeah. then I watch this and I'm like, acting chops. What, how was I so blind, you know? Yep. So I, he, kudos to Stallone, man. I mean, as far as the action hero goes, the guy can do action, and he's an actor, and right. he's a writer, That's and right. a director. So he already blows away everybody else. So all right, so let's get, let's get, the the, the kid has gone on the back burner now. Right? Yeah. So he's seeing all this. He's seeing his dad, kind of, hemming and hawing about, maybe I'll go back to fighting. Right. Right. He sees it. That Mason Mason Dixon's team is trying to get Rocky to come back. You know, everybody's just kind of trying to get him, and and he's he he can see that that fire's starting to burn, and he's like, oh no, no, no! And finally, he shows up at the restaurant. Rocky's been asking him, just come down to the restaurant, come down. He shows up, and you can see in Rocky's face, he's so excited when when they tell him, hey, you know, you got somebody here for you, and he turns and sees him, he's so excited. Oh, you came down, man. That's awesome. That's great. Thanks for coming down. And the kids just like, I need to talk to you. We need to go outside. I got to talk to you. And for me, I don't know about you. This is the best scene of the movie. Yep. I was just going to say that. This, this is the best this scene, scene of the film. This scene gives me chills every time I watch it. Yep. The, the, the back and forth between them is the kids going on and on about, you know, what are you doing? You know, you got to knock it off, blah, blah, blah. And the, just the speech of, of Rocky what? telling... Telling his son to believe in himself. Stop blaming other people for what you didn't do. You know, stop stop putting it on me. Stop blaming me for your problems. Stop blaming everybody else because you're not doing what you want to do, you know? And the best line is the life knocks you down. Line, life ain't right? about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How great is that, man? That's phenomenal. I take that line into my personal life, you know? Yeah. It I is hear you. so good. Yeah, That's it, what I'm saying. Phenomenal writing. Out of all of the taglines in the Rocky series, that's you know not a tagline of this film, but it's the theme of this series. And as you said, I mean, it's a phenomenal phrase to use in your daily walk of life. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was going to tell you, this is my favorite scene of the whole entire film, man. This is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's easy. This is it's just so good, and it you know, and it's. It sets it up where it's like, all right, you know, the the, the, the kid's like, how are you going to argue that? And, and he ends with, don't forget to visit your mom. Yeah, I it's, love that. That was, and he just, he like hits him in the shoulder, don't forget to visit Yeah, as he's kind of walking by him, <laughs> like, oh, by the way. Yeah. It's good to visit your mom. And, uh, and I love it when he's just like, yeah, you know, I quit my job, you know, I'm, I just want to be by your side. And, uh, yeah, that was, that's awesome, man. 
And this kicks us, This I think, right? This kicks us right off into... Duke. We get the return of Duke. My man. And, uh, I, and I love what he says here. He's like, you're too old to do this. And this isn't going to work. I this isn't gonna love work. this quote. Or is he, well, you can't do, you know... <laughs> you can't, you got calcium deposits, so you can't do sparring. You know, you and can't. That's what Paulie says. He's like, oh, I got that problem. Dude. Yeah, I love it. He's like, so what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. <laughs> Heavy-duty cast iron pile driving punches. You know, just let's start building some hurting bombs. It's like, oh, it's so good. And then we Because get... it is like, what's Rocky going to be able to do? He's 50-some years old. Yeah, and then we get the epic training montage. Yeah. Something we haven't had. I mean, we've had training montage in four, but we get the return of the famous gonna fly now it's a great training montage uh, that, like i said right you put gonna fly now behind it it's always a good montage no this, matter what it could be just pictures of you and me it's a great montage with that song this is my second favorite training montage of the series we can get behind that because the first one is rocky four we both we both said it on the show that you don't get any better of a training montage than rocky four but yeah. this is my second favorite of the whole entire series. I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. This is, I mean, they show a little bit of Mason, but you see Rocky with those weights. Just, man, he's got the little garter belt around his uh, around his back. To, like, That's not a garter belt. That's a weightlifting belt. I, I mean, weightlifting belt. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I, I love they yeah. bring back they bring back everything with a glass full of raw eggs. Oh, down. So nasty, man. I remember trying that, man. Ugh. So gross. No and good. I love this time though. We get snow during the the run yeah. with the dog. I mean, he's got the same outfit on, but he's got the dog just like Bub Kiss. But this time we get a snowstorm, so you kind of get the Rocky Four feel again a little bit. But you get the epic music, and man, it's just so good. I love it, man. And it's yeah. it's great seeing Duke back. You know, it is. He's like I said, it's him, him, Rocky, and Paulie, the only guy, or the only actors being all all six movies. It's true. You know, gotta have Duke. Yeah, good stuff, man. So, uh, and I love it. It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> and he, isn't that from the 80s? I think it's from the 70s. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's so good. Um, I mean, that's really where I, I kind of found him a little bit threatening. You know, if you try anything, you know, I'll do this and... Now here's the thing, me and you, we talked about on the Rocky Four that you gave that a 10 out of 10 for a fight, but the only thing you had an issue with is the whole round thing. Yeah, it's a, I mean minor, it's just personal, but I would love to see more. Let me say this, this HBO pay-per-view thing, I was like, oh my gosh, we get a full entire fight. You get, like, every round, you get to see the whole entire thing, and it looked like you were watching a real pay-per-view. And then when they started the, the different round thing, I'm like, okay, now we're kind of getting back to the old Rocky ways. But yeah. for me, this is my favorite fight of the series. All right. Is this fight right here. This replaces five. And so for me, it's this, Rocky four, then uh, Rocky five, and then Rocky three, Rocky two, Rocky one. All right. That's my order of the fights. For me, this is a 10 out of 10 because, number one, these are real fights, and I know it because if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, you'll see how they kind of screwed up all the all the bloody noses and stuff, and he was talking about that. But every con- there's so much contact here. I felt like I was watching a real pay-per-view fight. Well, and because it really was. I mean, that's what Stallone was trying to find a way to make this look cool and trying to find different 
different ways to do it. And finally, he got hooked up with HBO. They had the Bernard Hopkins, Jermaine Taylor championship fight, you know, HBO. And he got hooked up with him. He was like, hey, how about we have our, do we do our filming after that fight or before that fight? And so he did. So the rest of the movie is filmed differently. You get to the fight, you can tell it looks different. It's HD. It looks like the HBO pay-per-view does. Right. You know, and so it's the actual crowd that was there to see the real life championship fight. And they get this. And what what's cool is the story, the story that I read about, you know, they didn't prep this crowd for anything. You know, they're like, look, we appreciate that you're a paying crowd that came here to see real boxing. And you're allowing us to take some of your time to do this. And so Stallone comes out, you know, as Rocky to start the fight, the introduction and the crowd standing ovation. And they're just chanting Rocky, Rocky, you know, they weren't told to really. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't prepped to do that. As soon as he came out to the ring, they start chanting Rocky and it just looks amazing. Right. Right. And, and like to me, the first thing I said is this is the real, the quote unquote realest fight of the Rocky series because I mean, yeah, they didn't pull punches. There was there was no like these are real sound effects because Stallone said they purposely used real effects because yeah. these are real hits and these people they really watched the real fight and then you get the you know the typical after round three you get to see three full rounds. This fight lasts for forty minutes. I watched my I I watched this I watched the time on this. It was 40 minutes long. You get to see the first three rounds at three minutes apiece, and yep. then and then after that you get to the the normal kind of Rocky-ish fight. But, All right, I got I got a couple of things with this fight. Okay, leading up to the fight actually. So you get the one thing I don't like is you get the Mike Tyson cameo right because oh, they're coming to the ring and there's one. Mike Tyson in the crowd. Yeah, and they're getting into it. Okay, there's two things about this that I don't like. Okay. First off, that should have been Clubber Lang. If you're going to have a cameo and he's getting into it with somebody, that should be Clubber Lang right Ooh, there, right? That's a good one. That's a good callback. If you have Mike Tyson, the thing I don't like about this is that you're blending the lines, blurring the lines between the Rocky universe and real-life boxing. If huh. Rocky's the champ in the 80s and is so great... That's when Mike Tyson was also the champ in real life. And you're kind of like, okay, so wait, he, he was a killer. Like, why isn't he being brought? It just, it's weird to, to blend the real life universe and the Rocky universe. That's why I would have loved to see Clubber Lang. That would have been full circle. You know, him like, yeah, oh, you ain't so bad, Rock. You know, I should be in there, whatever. I, I totally see where you're coming from and I agree with you. But you have the stipulation of they've they've been using real rock, real uh, real boxing people this whole series, real right. announcers and, I, I and all this stuff. I, I appreciate that, but I, that doesn't mean that you have to bring in Mike Tyson, the actual champ from the time when Rocky was the champ. You know, I, 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 that's the one thing that bothered me. That that cameo didn't need to be there. It right. didn't do anything. But is it is it a minor thing though? Oh yeah, no, it's minor. It okay. just it pulls me out like, oh man, that's stupid. Like yeah. if you're gonna have a Rocky movie. Have Clubber there. That's yeah. just me. No, but, I, I, I can go with that. I really um, But like you say, this fight, man, I mean, this is, there were, there weren't punches pulled. I mean, Stallone was knocked out at one point in this fight. Yeah. You know, he, he took a beating in this fight. Uh, technically, this is, I think technically, this is the best choreographed fight in 
all of all the fights easily because it was real because it has to be real if you're going to put it in front of this fight crowd this isn't a bunch of extras and stand-ins filling this stadium these are people that paid thousands of dollars to come and see championship high-level boxing and if you're going to go out there and have these guys obviously missing you know by six inches and flopping around the ring and this and that you're going to get booed you're going to get a a bum reaction from the people. I'm sure they're not going to be on their feet. They're going to be like, Oh, this is, I didn't pay to see some Hollywood bull crap, you know? Right. And I, so they had to go for it and get this crowd into it. And, and it, it, why not go out with a, a quote unquote real fight, you know? Exactly. Um, you know, if you go and, and look this up and you read under the, this, the fight choreography, there's a paragraph um, where you go to Wikipedia and take a look at this. It'll say, while the dramatic portions of the movie are shot in an obvious cinematic style, the bout between Balboa, uh, Balboa and Dixon is shot in different ways. The lead-in bout, as well as the first two rounds, are shot in a similar style to a major pay-per-view. Yeah, Clip, it's clips, like HD. clips from fights and previous Rocky movies are used during the introductory teaser, uh, as well as Dixon's real footage. After the first two rounds, the bout is more cinematic style, and it basically says how uh, they had real punches thrown between Stallone and Tra- uh, Tarver, resulting in swelling and nosebleeds earlier than scripted. The DVD release features, you know, this information. The alternate ending: Rocky wins the the last split decision. But I'm cool with the ending we get. I like the fact he's a winner. He walks out. He doesn't care. He uh, he left. He didn't care who the, the split decision was. Uh, everybody's cheering his name and I love how he hugs the guy and says, you're a great champion. You know, I love, I love Mason Dixon's line too. You know, after the fight, he's like, you're, you're one crazy old man. He's like, you'll get there. Yeah. He (laughs) said, he said that's actually, he, they say that, uh, on the, on the final round. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was awesome. Crazy old man. You'll get there. And Dixon gets, you know, he gets booed the whole movie, but that fight, he got the respect he needed. And a lot of people were actually cheering for him, uh, when he won. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 uh, the thing I really like is like you said, you know, the, the, the fight ends, they go to the, the cut, you know, they go to the scorecards to read the split decision. I love the fact that Rocky's already walking to the back with his family while they're reading off the scores. It doesn't matter. It's not about the win. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's about doing it. You know, he, he did, like he said at one point in the middle of the fight, I'm doing better than I thought I would. I'm doing better than I dreamed of. Right. You know, he's surprising himself. Like I actually am doing this. He's surprising everybody. It doesn't like, you know, like I said about the, about Mason Dixon, it doesn't matter who's in the ring with him really. It's about him overcoming himself. Yeah, and, and, I, and all the doubters and the doubt in himself, you know. And so I love that he doesn't he doesn't even care. You know, they they announced that he one judge gave it to him, and he's already almost through the curtain. He like raises his hand, like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know. Right. But whatever. Exactly. I did what I came here to do. You know, I thought that was really cool. Rather than having the dramatic them in the ring, oh, one for Dixon, one for Rocky. What does the third judge say? And there's, you know, drama. I like that they didn't go that way. Yeah, and I'm glad, you know, it's cool. It's an alternate ending, and you can watch it on the DVD if you want, but the ending they have is perfect. The entrance music was kind of funny. Oh, I like this song, you know. <laughs> Sinatra. I love I, Sinatra. Yeah, Sinatra's good. Yeah, and then you have the rap, you know, the 3-6 Mafia song, which works. The Mark Henry song? Yeah, it, it works for 
you know, for Dixon and the Frank Sinatra song works for Rocky. But I just love the in-ring stuff about how, you know, everybody was thinking you were a joke, including me, but no one's laughing or Paulie going up to him. This is the last round of this is the last round of your life, Rocky. You know, and uh, well, I love the kid when he's like they go into the final round. He's like, Dad, just take it easy now. Just, you know, play it safe. Don't get hurt, Dad. And he just looks at him like, look, I got to do this my way. You know, and then the kid's like, yeah, yeah. All right, go out and do it then, you know. Yeah, he hugs Polly and says the beast is out. Yep. That was cool. I and- love it. You know, and what, what made this fight so cool was the fact that they were able to get hooked up with HBO. The fact that you had the real fight announcers. You got Max Kellerman and you got Lampert and Larry Merchant. That that legitimizes it for people who love watching HBO boxing. I watch HBO boxing religiously since for decades now. And so that gives it a real feel, the look of it. And hearing those guys talk about it really makes it kind of blur, you know, like, wow, this actually kind of looks real, you know? Yeah. I think that's very cool. It was a, it was a great choice to go away from what they've done in all the other ones. And you could, it could have turned out terrible. You know, it could have been like, oh, man, that, that was, you know. I was worried at first. The first time I saw this, I wasn't sure how I liked like you say, after the third round, it gets a little more cinematic, and they do the black and white with the with the splashes of color. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden it's just it's black and white, but the the gold stands out or the blue stands out. Their lips are are red, but their faces yeah. are black and white. And the yeah. first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. And kind of every subsequent viewing of it, I'm like, all right, you know what? I I can I can get with that. I yeah. like that. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's. This whole fight, I, you know what I love too is reading that they actually filmed four endings for this. Four? They, yeah, they filmed an ending where Rocky wins by decision, an ending where Rocky wins by knockout, an ending where Rocky loses by knockout, and an ending where Rocky loses by decision. Just so that the people that were in the crowd that day couldn't go and tell their friends, I know how the fight ends. I know how the movie ends. So they filmed four endings like, you guys don't know which one we're going to use. Ah. Very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And and then after, and I think they chose right by that, you know. I do. I I agree a hundred percent with this ending. I think it's it's phenomenal. And the top it all off, as I said, this has always been the Rocky and Adrian story. You end it with Yo Adrian, we did it, and and he disappears into the sun. Uh, man, I I don't know any better ending of a series like this than that. You know, just being at her grave, giving her a kiss. Yo, Adrian, we did it. And he just fades away like he's a ghost. I mean, yeah. it's <sighs> it's the perfect resolution to this this whole franchise. You know, and, and the one thing about this movie that kind of surprises me just for for how I watch movies and what I how I think about movies is this movie has a lot of flashbacks. Right. A right. lot. Right. And normally I do do not care for excessive flashbacks when they're used as just a way to portray emotions. Right. You know, I think it's a cheap way of getting, of showing emotion and and drawing emotion is just by doing flashbacks of things that have already happened. Right. In this movie, it works in this movie. I don't know of another way that could have been better than how they did it. I like how they did the kind of ghostly images of Adrian and just kind of the, the, like we say, the quiet kind of flashbacks to the, to the previous stuff. You know, it, it's rare that I enjoy that in movies. Most of the time, like, that is cheap. You couldn't think of a better way to show emotion than that. 
in this movie, it just, it worked, man. Yeah, and I mean, the title alone originally was like, what, Rocky Six, Puncher's Chance, or yeah. something like that, and just making it Rocky Balboa, it just has, you you get a feeling where you're just like, it's complete, you know? It's, well, it, the title, I mean, Rocky, I, I love the title because it's about the man. Rocky, quote-unquote, is an icon. Rocky is, uh, you know, superhuman. Rocky is almost a cartoon character at some points, you know? It, when he, he's fighting the Russians and all this stuff, but Rocky Balboa is the man, and that's what this movie is. You know, it's not about Rocky the fighter, and so I, I you know, it's perfect to, to name it that. Yeah, um, I'm really interested on how you know Adrian, uh, you know uh, Tila Shire, how she felt watching this film because I know she made a public statement that she supports Stallone's decision to kill off the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because she does appear in photographs and flashbacks, but. I wonder how she felt with the final film because it's, you know, I say it's an that, ode to her though. It is. You think she'd love it because it really is a love story to her character. It is. She did say that it, this te- this really deals with mourning a loss in such a phenomenal way. So I, I'm assuming she loves it. I mean, it's kind of, if this is my favorite Rocky film and it doesn't have her in it, but it really does. I mean, her spirit is throughout this from beginning to end. It really is, you know, so I don't know, man. I, I think she kind of feels like me that this movie's great. You know, I, I'm, I would love to watch an interview just to confirm that, but I'm sure she, her and Stallone got on the same page about killing her off. I mean, if she was in it, this would totally change this film. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. You, no, you know it would have been totally different. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say the kind of film we got, but uh, just everything works because she's not in the film. It's just, yeah, so good, man. So good. I, I, I have this movie at five stars all the way, man. I ain't got no issues with this movie. I agree 100%. Um, this is definitely five stars. And, you know, I, I said when we did the Rocky four recording, you know, that Rocky four is my favorite. I love Rocky four. And subjectively, Rocky four is my favorite. Rocky four is the one that I can sit and watch all the time. Right. It's, fun and it's and it, it is quickly paced you know as we said yes um objectively this is this is the best one i think i agree 100 it's just every, it's got everything in it and just the message and the you know it, man you talk about uh needing to replace an ending for a franchise going from five to this one is an unbelievable step yeah. You know, could you imagine it? You know, it's kind of like I think back to like uh, the Indiana Jones franchise, right? The trilogy was amazing. My second favorite trilogy ever. You throw that fourth movie on all those years later, it kind of diminishes the whole product as a whole. Yeah. And I kind of felt that way with this. If this, if five would have been the ending of Rocky, it kind of would have diminished in my mind a little bit what the whole thing was. Putting this capper on the end really kind of lifts it back up to me. Yeah. I mean, let's see. I got five for one, five for two, uh, four and a half for three, three and a half for five. Wait, four, five for four, mm-hmm. uh, three and a half for five, and five for six. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the series as a whole, it's five stars. And I would say this is probably series-wise – uh, I mean, because a trilogy is three. I consider a series like 
over four movies. That's yeah, kind four of, more. Yeah, like I would, you know, I would rate this as in my top three favorite series of all time. Yeah. Now, now, back then, you know, before this retrospective, I never would put this in my top ten. Now, this could easily flip flop between Lethal Weapon and this. Uh, right. Back and forth, you know, because um, you know I don't put the Dark Knight trilogy in there because it's a trilogy. You know the the Fast and Furious franchise is super fun, but it can't hold a, a match to this series. And Star Wars is a trilogy; it's not six movies. Right. So <laughs> that's it, just, that's my caveat. Like that's not a series; that's three movies and then three movies. Right. But for <laughs> overall series, though, this is one of the greatest series I've ever seen in my life, and I'm very happy uh, I went back and, and watched these movies and really learn to appreciate good filmmaking, good writing, good care, good storytelling, good characters, uh, just emotionally invested. And I mean, I don't cry a lot, but there's a lot of, I cried in almost every single one of these movies, man. It's because it's more than, it's more than what it appears to be on the outside. Exactly. I think it gets a bad rap, you know, like we've said before, it, it, these movies get a bad rap for just being, uh, you know, dumb boxer movie you know and you know i i've loved you know sit here and you know go through these again and talk and, and bounce ideas off you and see your perspective versus mine on some of these you know and you you appreciate it a lot more i do i do 100 percent. you know i mean i would love to have you on one and two but i think it's cool that you know you came in on three because three and four are the fun of the series. And I knew when we got the five and six, we were going to get kind of into the meat of it because I knew five was hated, but this was the one that I was just hoping you had as much love and appreciation for that I did. Cause you know, we joked about on, on three where you're like, oh, you bought number six out of all of them. That was the <laughs> one you got out of the whole series. But it is still weird to me that you'd start with the last one. But it, as I told you, when I, the moment I watched this movie, I said that that's my favorite of the Rocky series. I'm going to buy that. My intention was to buy all the other ones, but I wanted to start off with this one because this is the one that I, if I, you know, I, I could throw in, even though I know three and four are, are quote unquote fun and four is way funner than three. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, four is just so, I mean, it's the perfect eighties movie. We, right. we've discussed that to no end, but yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, this was my favorite, so I thought I might as well buy my favorite and then just, you know, get the rest from there. So beautiful. So overall, for you know, I gave the series as a whole a five. So would you do the same? Even though I know you have the loneliness of five. <laughs> overall, how would yeah. you go no. as a series from beginning to end? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying as far as the series goes. I mean, I, yeah, I would say five. I watched this series. It, it, it kind of sucks, but I watched it similar to the way I watch the original Superman trilogy. Uh, no, series, I guess. Um, I watch the original Superman movies. I watch one, two, and three, and forget that the uh, the, the quest of peace, quest for peace, exists. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which I get a lot of flack from a couple of our friends for. Jason. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jason and Brian both give me crap for that. Um, and I kind of do the same thing with this. I watch one through four, kind of skip five come to this one um as a series this is it's it's neck and neck with lethal weapon is my favorite series um it's just so good man so yeah you give it five stars it's it's phenomenal series let's do this is there anything in this movie that you need five for 
if you were to do one, two, three, four, and six, is there any? Because you need, in order to get to this movie, you need one, two, three, and four. Is yeah. there anything in five? I, I guess you need the whole money thing, right? Why he's not rich anymore? I don't even think you need that. I mean, he could because he maybe he's not rich, but he's living comfortably. You know, obviously he could have that. He Rocky moved back to the neighborhood and opened a restaurant in the neighborhood. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to lose his money to do that. So can we technically? You could. Take five saying, out? You could just cut five completely because you don't need any of that stuff that was in there. We don't reference the brain damage. I There's mean, nothing in this. Is Rocky Five is not referenced in any way in this movie. In none of those flashbacks. Like I say, this is flashback heavy. Not a single one of them flashes back to Rocky Five. Stallone completely himself cuts Rocky Five out of the pantheon here. Yeah, I mean the whole uh, license thing. Yeah, that could just be it expired be because he's an old fighter, right? An old fighter and expired. Yeah. So I, I mean, you haven't fought in twenty years, Rock. You got to get a license, pass a physical. Right. So I'm just saying, in the aspect that that you do it, I think you could honestly get away with it because yeah, that's that's the way I do it. I mean, you you couldn't do lethal weapon like that one, two, and four. I mean, because right. you you need three <laughs> to to complete four. Some big holes. Yeah. yeah, major holes. Like, where'd she come from? Why is she pregnant? I thought yep. Riggs was uh, in love with that one girl that died. You know, it's like hello. So I think this is one of the few series where you could cut out a movie and it and it works. So yeah. one, yeah. two, three, four, and six. Hey, I'm cool with that, man. That's a cool set to buy. So yeah, man. even though I like five more than you did, yeah, I. This movie trashes five in every way, shape, and form. Oh, yeah. So that's why I said I, there's no way I could give the fight at the end of five over this fight. You know, in, And I know that's cool that four is your favorite fight. I, I can go with that. That's cool. I understand it. But because I just – I really loved how, you know, how real this was. It was like watching a real pay-per-view fight. I really dug that. And just the overall outcome of the fight and – just the the hugging of the champ and just saying you're great you know you deserve to be champ and just how happy he is he's never that happy at the end of a match it's always right. like i got my life still yo adrian we did it but he's all smiling and just like life is good i got my peace it's just so much you know so much is just closed on that fight so yeah i think i think that you see stallone walking out of that ring as sylvester stallone kind of soaking in the crowd and kind of soaking in and be like, this is how I want to go out. You know, I think I was, I mean, the, the smile on his face, I think that's him. I think that's, you know, him going, this is, this is cool. You know, I think it's kind of interesting too. I was reading something just real quick about kind of the, uh, the shooting schedule for this movie and the fact that the first scene they shot for this movie was the fight because Stallone had spent six months getting into shape getting into Rocky fighting shape. So he's like, immediately, we got to get the fight out of the way because when I go behind the director's chair, I'm not going to be able to keep this muscle mass and everything on. Right. So they shoot that first, and then he purposely shot that that run up the steps, the you know iconic Rocky scene. Right. He purposely saved that for the final scene that he shot because he knew that that scene was going to bring so much emotion to him that he wanted to be the last thing that he did on Rocky. Wow. So he's like, I'm saving that. That is the last. I'm closing the door on Rocky. That's what he says. I'm closing the door on Rocky. 
and I got to do it going up those stairs, man, because I don't think I can do anything after that. You know, I think that's pretty cool. That is, that's awesome, man. Holy crap. That is such a good, like, trivia. Here's what I've heard. This is in regards to the whole potential sequel. It is says, Dan Aykroyd involved at all? No, here's what it says. In 2009, Stallone gave an interview to German TV station, whereupon he mentioned that although it sounds foolish to some, he feels he needs to make another Rocky movie because artists must again and again go through the dark. He also slated uh, that the movie would likely uh, be about getting older rather than boxing, which is what this one is. At, at least one top executive at MGM has speculated they have plans to continue the Rocky franchise oh, based, based both on the overall gross of the movies and the overwhelming positive commercial and critical receptiveness to Rocky Balboa. I don't think, I don't think you're going to make it better. Later, it became clear that the German station had picked up quotes from Stallone before he made Rocky Balboa. Stallone has since focused on a sequel to his action movie, The Expendables. But has mentioned that the Rocky saga will continue, and the older he gets, the more necessary it is to write another Rocky movie. The fact that season hurt bombs can prevail other native young talent has proven in Rocky Balboa. So, uh, I get two things out of that. What? First, it reaffirms my suspicions. You can't trust the Germans. <laughs> right? And before you could hate mail, I spent three plus years living over there, so I can say that. And secondly... I hope that that is crazy talk because so. you can't, you, you're just not going to top this. It's, I'm afraid of it tarnishing the, the, the franchise. I can go with another Rambo movie. Sure. I, I really could because that, that last one was just so good and it kind of left the door open. You, it, you close not, this chapter, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and Rambo is, is great. I love the Rambo movies. Some better than others. I really love the last one. But there's not the attachment to John Rambo that there is to Rocky Balboa, at least for me. Right. Because, you know, there just, there just isn't. So, yeah, you could make another one, and I'm sure it'd be great because the last one was, but it's different, you know? Yeah. I and I love the, the poster for this movie is the scene you're talking about where yeah. he's on the top of the steps. It ain't over till it's over. Rocky Balboa, and he's got the arm up in the air, you know? So... I don't know, man. I don't this think, is great, man. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say overall on this movie or the series. Just that uh, I was very wrong in my thought process on this movie, just as a uh, the series as a whole. And I never appreciated and respected this series as much as I have these past few weeks. Um, I really suggest for people out there that not just this series, but if there's series that you've dogged in the past that you think might deserve some warrant to check out again, you probably should because, you know, lifestyles change, thought process change, emotions change, and you might look at something a little bit different in a different light. And uh, I'm happy to say that the Rocky series is phenomenal, and I'm glad I finally caught up with the times because it's just that damn good. So <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Um I don't know if you have any final words on the Rocky series you want to say. No, man. I'm just I'm just really glad that that you chose to cover it. It's uh, it, it was really good. It was a good time. Uh, yeah. As Mailman said, it's the best road to 100 he's ever seen in his life. So you <laughs> did Lethal Weapon and Rocky series. I mean, he couldn't have asked for anything better. So that's cool. 
Um, man, I'm just glad that uh, you were able to join me, man, because I know I thought I was only going to have you for three and four. And uh, I'm glad we no, worked, no. I'm glad I we worked miss, this out, man. Yeah, I couldn't miss talking about these last two, good and bad. Good stuff. So um, are you uh, are you ready to hit uh, the email, sir, hear what the STL Nation has to say? Heck yeah. All right, let's do it. So we have one email, which is sad because John the Mailman was unfortunately able to email in. So I did get one from Watson. We haven't heard him the whole series, but right. he did write in. So here's what he had to say. What is up, Masunis, Jameson, and the STL Nation? Well, sir, you've done it again and made me watch another series of films that I skipped the first few in. Rocky 3 was the first Rocky for me, and I've seen the other sequels as they were released. Last month was the first time I saw Rocky 1 and 2, and I've enjoyed watching them along with the podcast. Same goes with Lethal Weapon, because he watched Lethal Weapon 4, and then he watched them as I was going on the show. Uh, Since I'm running short on time, I'm going to rate all the films and star rating. Uh, Rocky 4, 6 stars. Uh, Rocky 1, 5 stars. Rocky 2, 5 stars. Rocky 3, 4.5. So he has the same rating I have for basically, I didn't give 6 stars, but you know, <laughs> uh, he's got the same rating. Rocky Balboa, he gives 4.5. And, and Rocky 5, 3.5. So he basically hit every single rating I have except for Rocky Balboa. Which, did you give your rating for Rocky 1 and 2? Uh, no, I don't think I did. So do you. Did you watch them recently? To where? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know your rating for three. Wait, four was five. What yep. What was your rating for three again? I think I had it at a four and a half. Four and a half. Four same and three as me. Quarters. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Rocky five, you did one and a half. One and a half. And then Rocky six, you gave five. Five stars. So what would you do with one and two? Uh, one is five stars, and two is also five stars. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the 100th episode and the Johnny interview, and uh, I will be watching Never Back Down for the first time. I have to watch that, too. It, I haven't seen that movie in a thousand years. Are you joining me on that one, sir? Uh, I don't know if I'll join you. I have to find this movie and watch it. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it dubbed in French? Uh, no, I actually <laughs> legitimately have this movie. It's cool. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so till then you guys take it easy and I'll holler at you later. So that's Mr. Watson. So thank you, sir. Excellent. Good to hear from him. Good to hear from you, sir. Thanks for writing in. That's all of our emails. Fortunately, John Millman, you missed the cutoff time, sir, but at least we got Rocky five. So, yeah. Uh, so that is it for emails. Do you want to roll in your music spotlight, sir? For sure. All right, let's do it. Here comes the ready and now. All right, sir. So for the music spotlight, I really loved the pick that you had for the last one. It was kind of theme based. Yep. Uh, so this one, 
I was I was stuck on which one I wanted to go with because the one song I kind of had I played in the movie and music news which was Strike Back which is like the bigger they are the harder they fall you know you put me in a corner I strike back but because this movie has so much emotional value to me and the theme of it you know was kind of kind of dealing with cancer you know because you know she died of cancer and, and some people are survivor of cancers and some people are not I'm going with a song that people have heard in the past, but uh, it was remastered and redone for a new album that's supposed to come out June 25th. And the name of the song is Sever, which I've played before in the past. It's from this band called We As Human. It's a kind of a new band, got signed to Atlantic Records. I saw them live. I went to a concert and I was like, who is this band? What kind of name is We As Human? And uh, they blew my doors off on how awesome they were. And what the song is about is... uh, they wrote this because they lost. Um, he, the lead singer, lost his three-year-old nephew to cancer. Oh, he he, w- he was fighting for two years, and he watched him go through what was really hard. Uh, his brother, his sister-in-law, really tore up. So the song's about the whole idea of separating ourselves from the things inside of us that are killing us, and it's really becoming a fight song for anyone going through something similar. Um, and this song is kind of a world premiere for you guys. Uh, I got a hold of this tune prior to it being released June 25th. This is the version you're going to hear on the album. You've heard it before, but this version is so much more impactful. And I thought this is a good way to go out because, you know, Rocky's a fighter and this song's about kind of fighting and it's good stuff. So that's why I'm picking this one. So Excellent. Good story. Yeah. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this song. I really recommend that on June 25th when the album comes out, go look for it on iTunes and pick this one up. Hey, what's the name of the group again? We as Human. Okay. So if you uh, are familiar with, you know, of course you're familiar with Skillet, but they're on the, they're signed to uh, Atlantic Records, which uh, Skillet found these guys. They were okay. like, uh, so he basically uh, got the label to check them out. They love their music, and Skillet brought them on tour with them. And uh, and then that's kind of how they they only had an EP out. So when I played the song originally, it was the EP version. But they got signed to Atlantic Records, and they've been working for a whole like year on this album. And it's finally coming out the same day as Skillet's uh, album. And, cool. and uh, it's it's really cool. I've dug every single song I've heard off this album. Strike Back is the one that just came out on iTunes that I played during uh, the Rocky IV uh, movie music news, the first song you heard, Strike Back. So that's from them. So I hope you guys dig this song. It's awesome. This was my favorite song of the year. It technically came out in 2012, but I figured since this, is, this album came out and this is a new song because it's redone, I was like, this is my favorite song in 2013. I can put mm. it there. But then when I heard Rise, I was like, nah, this is number two. Yeah, so. so, sir, uh, overall, that's it. Uh, the next episode will be Never Back Down. So I don't know if Jameson will be on, but and he will definitely be on, of course, for the 100th episode. Um, I, I emailed Zapka today to check his schedule. So let's keep our fingers crossed. It's not a 100% sure thing he's going to be on the 100th episode. Right. Uh, because, I mean... He's an actor. You never know. You never know. So we'll just keep our hopes up. He'll be on. But if not, we will have 100% blasts on the 100th episode. Um, I figured not only we're going to talk to Karate Kid, man, but we'll kind of go down memory memory lane. I mean, you and me, we got together on the 50th episode. It was the Ghostbusters episode. Was it really? Yeah, that's kind of how our, our – you've been with me halfway through, man. Nice. Halfway through STL. That's kind of how everything started. It was like you, you just – 
randomly sent me a uh, Twitter. I think it was. You're like, dude, your Ghostbusters episode was awesome. I was like, really? And then I was like, you're the guy from Movie Mojo Monthly, right? And then we just <laughs> we hit we hit it off. Don't you remember? I do remember that. Yeah. And then we uh, and then we met, of course, in real life. And Jason was like, somehow I feel responsible for this. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you don't realize the monster that you have created. Right. So it's good stuff, man. And then everybody, we're actually hanging out next month. Our families are getting together. And yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. We're actually going to – we'll take some pictures and we'll throw it up on the – STL group, if you're not a part of that, what's wrong with you? You need to get hooked up. Go to the, For real. Come on now. Go to STL Nation. Just type that in Facebook and boom, there's the group. And uh, we need some more people, man, lighting it up a little bit. It's been a little bit dead, though, but people are kind of busy. Yeah, we so. need to get it fired up, man. You know, follow follow the STL on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's at STL Podcast. And uh, sir, we have another show called CCP. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I hear about. Are are we doing an episode soon? I sure hope so, man. We got to get that thing rolling again. Yeah, that's a be, good time. That'll be fun, man. We we'll catch that back up now that we have you on board officially again. That's awesome, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that episode. Yes, sir. So uh, overall, guys, I hope we hope you've enjoyed the Rocky series. Uh, thank you, sir. I can't thank you enough for coming on. For these uh, last four episodes, man, I, I had an absolute blast, and uh, you really challenged my uh, my feelings and 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 also my stance on on things because I I wasn't gonna back down on the stuff that I felt strong on. I was sticking to it, you know. That's good. So I'm glad that uh, you know you were able to challenge me in some areas, and uh, it was fun, man. It's good stuff. Indeed, man. As always, it is a pleasure. It is an honor to be on the STL. I'm, I always appreciate when you let me jump in and uh, spew what I have to say on here. Well, hey, man. Like I said, you can come on every episode and nobody yeah. will complain. I mean, that that's said all over iTunes. So I'm not the only one that feels that way. So you're always welcome to come on. But the 100th episode, I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna throw a party, man. We're gonna talk Karate Kid. Or, as you said, the next Karate Kid. Right. For like five hours. And... I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be fun, you know. And uh, hopefully we get a bunch of emails in from everybody. And and hopefully those, say, those same emailers come over and uh, email me something over at Movie Mojo Monthly, too. Is, I want to I hear from some people. Some people specifically I'm looking for, too. Do you have an email address? I don't know if you do. Yeah, we do. You you could get us at MovieMojoMonthly at gmail.com. And... Uh, I, I we have our new episode that I'm currently editing and uh, on that I call out one of our STL nation <laughs> and she knows who she is but the rest of y'all are on blast too to get a hold of us I love y'all and I want to hear from you so go ahead oh, and email I can't wait to hear that man <laughs> it's gonna be good times and then uh, if you like Marvel and you like uh, you know you like Shield uh, check out our boy Jason he's got a new podcast gonna be rolling out soon the Shield Files podcast so uh cool. we're gonna pimp that sucker because i'm sure it's gonna be good there's no episode officially but uh i think it'll be fun man i think jason's gonna take that and roll with it really good man he's america's greatest podcaster he'll do a great job yeah he's he's got like 50 uh podcasts now so and this weekend guys i am doing night rider i got two episodes i gotta do so uh yeah if you don't check out the shadowy flight you need to check that out support me over there i need some familiar faces over on the shadowy flight, please. That'd be awesome. Very cool. 
All right, man. Well, I think that's a wrap, and uh, we will catch you officially together on the 100th episode. Hopefully, you'll be on for Never Back Down. We'll see how that goes, sir. We shall see. All right. Well, you guys take care. Masunas out. So, I really was like, what do I pick for the music spotlight? 
Um, so, where did you go? Oh my gosh. Hold on. Uh oh. I'm sorry, dude. I'm going to have to look this up again. I had, <laughs> I had an article on why I was picking this song. Hold on. Oh, man. What a boy. 